Is that a ghost in your closet? A haint under your bed? A cryptid in the woods behind your house? Time for another exciting episode of If You've Got It. Haunt it. goodness welcome us back from the haunts of america conference welcome to us welcome to us We're back. we did it we made it back welcome i want to say welcome from like a postcard but we're we're not wish there anymore here. wish you were there wish you were there when we were there right maybe you were maybe who knows i hope you were i hope you all were yeah we just got back from the conference it was amazing it was a great weekend I don't think I've smiled that much in a very long time. Oh, man. No, it's... Everything was just... Like, filled you just full of, like... <gasps> what? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Never experienced... And, and I haven't had cable in a long time, so it was, like, getting to have cable again. Like, I you got just to... just equated that conference to... Watch. Watching new television. <sighs> I just miss watching ghost shows, and I don't anymore because I don't don't have my parents' direct TV anymore. Jenny, that was better than TV. It was better than TV. It was better than cable. Oh, <laughs> that was a compliment from me, okay? Oh, I miss cable. All I have is Netflix, and all they have is ghost adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I've laughed at Zach Baggins in this. And on that note, <laughs> Ed and I, also, today we just watched the first episode of Deadly Possessions with the one and only Jason Hexen. Only good part of it. The only good part of it was like right when you see him and then you get really excited and then the rest is just Zach. hokey, hokey. Oh my goodness, it's worse than Ghost Adventures. Like, it is so staged. Man, alive. And Robert the Doll, who, uh, if you're following us on Twitter, I just learned who Robert the Doll is, and he's also on the Dippic Box episode of Deadly Possessions. And... They gave a different history yeah. at the conference than what they gave in Deadly Possessions. True. Like, they gave a whole different backstory to Robert in a different set of circumstances. Yeah. So, and they didn't even talk about how he supposedly walked around right. and talked and laughed yeah, they occasionally. Said they heard a different voice with the, with the child that had him. Yeah, that show was real bad. I thought it would just be like Ghost Adventures bad, but it was way worse. Well, I thought the Dybbuk Box part was scripted, but then the Robert the Doll part was so scripted. Like, and, and I... I hate to just trash talk anybody. Same. Yeah. I never wanted to trash talk Zach Baggins. No. If you like that kind of thing. If you, if you like a good laugh. Or yeah. If, no judgment. Yeah. Honestly, no judgment. I apologize if we've made anybody feel judged for watching that show. If you like it, freaking watch it. Yeah. Because I still watch Ghost Adventures yeah. because I think Zach Baggins is funny. And that's why I post those memes on our, on our Facebook account. Because when he's just... Oh, so dramatic. It kills me inside. 
But I mean, despite all that, even in most majors, they go to actual places. They go to some cool places. So it brings attention to a lot of places. You know. mm-hmm. And we all know it's reality television. So, I mean, it's not... It's 2016. You can't watch this stuff and think it's 100% real. Right. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Jason Haxon is going to be at Monstrosity soon. Yeah, We're going to be... I'm excited to see him again. One conference to another. We're going to be talking about Monstrosity coming up soon. But first, let's talk about the Haunted America conference. Let's do that. I've got a stack of books next to me. We talked to every speaker. Yeah. I mean, it, it was that cool. Like you, They're all so nice. Yeah, you, you just you hear them speak, and then you walk in into the, the room, the vendor room, and they're all there, and they're all ready to have a 10-minute or more conversation yeah. with you. And they're they completely genuine. Yeah, they don't make you feel like you're just a, like a bother to them, like they're just there to get the money for the conference. They actually like, no, talk to me, let's connect, and let's, let's hash things out. Yeah, it was awesome. awesome. We bought, you are at Spooktacular, you bought some Troy Taylor books, we bought some Luke. No, Borsky. (laughs) No, I'm never gonna, (laughs) I'm too uncertain. There's too many letters there for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we bought Luke Nalaborski's books, some people from the conference, we we got a map of Hidden Ohio from Sherry Brake, who we posted an interview with her. Mm -hmm. Alan Brown, who's written so many books. We at his vendor table, he had so many, it was hard to pick. <laughs> Timothy Yotes, he actually is from St. Louis, and Dog he town. wrote a book about limestone. Yeah, which is surprising no one else has done before. Right. We, I mean, it maybe maybe it has been, but we don't know about I it. I haven't seen anything. Man, it's, I'm excited to read that one, because that's what we keep hearing about, is limestone, limestone, limestone. Mm-hmm. And... Luke's partner in crime a lot of times. They do some, some funny stuff together. Mm-hmm. Lynn Adams gave us a book, and hopefully we're going to be going to Lebanon, Illinois soon. Yeah, Luke does the tours in Alton for American Hauntings, and then Lynn does them in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. The first night of the conference, there was... What would you call that? Oh, the speaker panel. Yeah, the first night of the conference, there was a speaker panel, and that might have been my favorite part because it was so cool. Yeah. we didn't know a lot about a lot of the speakers, and um, I think all of them were there. Yeah, all of them were there, and then some. Almost all of them, yeah. Uh, I don't think Alan Brown was there, but almost all of them were there, and uh, yeah, a couple of people who didn't speak were there, and the audience was just asking them questions, and they were giving mm-hmm. answers. It was it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and everybody had the coolest things. They were like naming their paranormal bucket lists. And one that really stuck out to us was these guys from Planet Weird. Mm -hmm. They have the traveling museum of paranormal and occult oddities. Yeah, it's Greg and Dana. Greg and Dana, they, they told this story about this item that they found that they call the crone. Yeah. If any of our listeners are Redditors, you'll be able to find the crone story and apparently, they found out about the crone through that Reddit story. Mm-hmm. Someone told them about the Reddit story, and this little figurine, and it's got nails in its eyes and a noose around its neck. It's small. It's, it's like six inches, seven inches. It's the size of a beer bottle. Yeah. Not the beer bottle next to us, because that's a giant beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how long is that it's, it's small, so it looks somewhat innocent, yeah. but this thing, the people that had it, originally they wrote about it on the reddit they were hearing noises from it uh they said it would move they were having bad dreams a lot of bad dreams 
they started noticing wet footprints in their wet, living room. Footprints. Like wet, bare, muddy footprints. Wet, muddy footprints. Oh, and they found this thing. They found this thing when they were hiking the, the Catskill Mountains. Catskill Adirondack Mountains. And and they found it in a cave and took it. Yeah. I would never do that. I can't believe anybody would ever do that. Everyone like on Reddit and everywhere they talked to has told them to put it back where it, it came from. And even Greg and Dana told them to put it back. Like that's yeah. what with it. And they and, were yeah. And well they said like they couldn't like well we couldn't find the cave if we tried. And they also didn't want to go on a yeah. hike with that thing alone. Right. Because the last thing that happened, the reason they posted the story on Reddit was because they saw a naked, I believe they said naked or maybe partially clothed old woman crouch down in the corner of the litter, so living room. Like dripping water. Crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's terrifying. And then and then Greg and Dana found out about it. The people who had originally found it mailed it to them. As soon as they got it, they had some noises, something a crucifix broke in their office where the, the crone was. Yeah, Jesus just fell right off the crucifix yeah. broke his arm. The cats and flew across the room. Yeah. The cats didn't want anything to be around it at all. And then I think they said they started having dreams and then they started noticing the muddy, wet footprints across their couch, yeah. and they immediately put it in this box that they have that's uh, anointed by a priest. Yeah, blessed by a priest. Yeah, that was just one of the many items that they had. They had a whole bunch of them. They told us stories about a bunch of them. We interviewed them, which we'll put that interview at the end of this episode, and... Gosh, that was one of my favorite interviews yeah. we've ever done. Oh, man, Greg was so, so awesome. cool. Yeah. Uh, Dana was so cool too. She she had to man the booth while we were we were interviewing Greg. But gosh, it was like it was just like chatting with a friend, and yeah. we got to finally talk about cryptozoology oh, man, yeah. for the first time on this show, which is my passion for sure. Adam, it's you said it's what got you into this. Oh, it's been my passion since I was in elementary. School. Yeah, same. Can't wait to share that interview with you guys. Other people that were at the show or at the conference, Troy Taylor and Renee Cruz had a presentation about their investigating mishaps. It was actually very interesting because mm -hmm. it was like things not to do and people not to trust or things not to trust. Like they, they talked for a while just about orbs and the phenomenon of uh, camera straps, yeah. camera strap vortexes. Uh, Alan Brown talked about B&Bs, haunted B&Bs, yeah, which was so cool. He's the one that talks about Robert the Doll. Which was terrifying <laughs> if you don't know about Robert the Doll. After the speakers panel on Friday and after uh, Sherry was done on Saturday, they kind of took a half hour, hour long break and they went to the after hours event like they did Necromantium, which I'm not entirely sure what that was Friday night. Black Mirror Scrying? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what Black Mirror Scrying is. Rosemary Ellen Guiley. She led that one. I will learn more about it and we'll talk about it. Also, like in the after hours events, they did um, the tours through Alton, Pike Mansion, Unitarian Church, which from the stories I've heard that Lynn They told, did uh, investigations at these places. Yeah. They did investigations. Um, I would love to go and just experience walking through the Unitarian Church because that sounds. It just it's. I mean, it's kind of horrifying the stuff they've heard, or the stuff they said they talked about. But at the same time, it's like it just it's drawn me into it. There's, I believe, there's spirits of the dead. I believe there's malevolent and there's good spirits. 
as well as just neutral. And I think that I try to steer clear of anything that could be related to the evil because that's a very risky thing. Because, I mean, people talk about how they get take some home with them, that kind of deal. And that's just, I don't want to mess with that. But at the same time, the Unitarian Church sounds like they took a picture of Lynn and he had the dead minister behind him with seven other people around him and there was no one else like it out, you know, that right there is wild. I Maybe it's kind of what, like what Greg said where you're trying to get a thrill, but maybe it's also just like to see that and to understand. I mean, it's just, it, for me, it's also a big understanding thing. Like I want to understand more and I can always understand, like I always can learn more. There's never like a point where it's like, well, I'm done learning. It's like, no, I want to learn more as much as I can. And that right there is, I've never really experienced a malevolent presence. And as risky as that is, I would like to, I don't want to say invite it, I would like to um, be present, I guess. That sounds terrible. I don't want to stir it up, I don't want to take part in aggravating it, I don't want to ask it questions, I want to just stand in the corner, be a fly on the wall, I guess. I want to observe I want to be a watcher like in the Marvel comics and just stand back and watch it. I don't think... I, that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately because I know that our first like investigation is going to be coming up. And I talk about it a little bit in our interview later in the show. But I just don't... I, like, I told you earlier today I would be scared during a cryptid hunt because that would be scary. Maybe something could try to hurt you, but, and it would be at nighttime and it would be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a cryptid's not going to follow you home and live in your house without you knowing. And a ghost could do that, and exactly. that is so scary to me. That's why I don't want to invite anything. I don't want to aggravate. I, want to, I don't want to give cause for there to be a target on me. Yeah. I don't want to be there to start yelling things, start asking questions into the void, and try to record. I don't want to do that. I just want to observe this. If something happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to... I don't want to stir the pot. I don't want to be the one throwing something at a ghost to get his attention. I don't want to right. tap it on the shoulder. I just want and to... as Lynn said, that's just stupid. Any, stupid. Anybody who does that is not, right. not looking out for anybody's safety. You're yeah. just asking for for bad things. We don't have a whole whole lot more for for this intro, but you saw a movie. I did see a movie. Okay. Went to the went to the drive-in with my cousin and my friend. We went saw as a twofer, so we got The Conjuring Two and Ten Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield's um, Aliens, right? And uh, yeah. And our St. Louis native boy. John Goodman. Yeah, yeah but true. anyway, He's, Conjuring. Conjuring 2. It's the continuing story of Ed and Elaine Warren. The first one, I was... It, I'm not a big horror, modern horror movie person. I think there are a dime a dozen. There's nothing to them. Um, Conjuring 2... The first Conjuring movie surprised me with how good it was. I loved it. I loved the actors. They got great actors for it. They got a good story with it. The camera shots, everything about it was great. And the fact that it's all true, well, I mean, there's some Hollywood aspect to it, but based on true stories, The Conjuring 2 was good. Starts off there at the Amityville house and doing that. And then they go to England and have an adventure over there across the pond. 
It will cross the pond. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Uh, it wasn't as scary for me. I guess maybe it was the camera shots. Maybe it was just the fact that if you're going to see something, you don't want to see a long, prolonged shot of it. You know what I mean? You don't want to see a lot of it. That's what makes monster good monster movies so great because you just catch glimpses here and there. It's like just keeping that juicy because you don't know. But this one, it just showed the stuff for too long and it just didn't have any hope. You hated it? Sounds like you hated it. I didn't hate it. I liked the story. And I liked it. I thought the acting was great. And there's a, a couple parts, even the camera work and some of the other shots were great, but for me it was they revealed way too much about the ghost. It wasn't the country one, but it was good. How many boos out of ten? I would give it... Not the bad boo, the ghost boo. Yeah. I would give Conjuring 1 probably a solid 8 out of 10 boos. 8 out of 10? Yeah. Spooky boos. Spooky boos. The Conjuring, That's pretty good. Conjuring 2, 6 if I'm feeling generous. 6? Spooky boos out of 10. Yeah. Alright. Did you see The Witch? I haven't yet. I a know. lot of people say The Witch is really good. Yeah. I'm and not... I don't watch any scary movies, so I'm never going to watch any of this. <laughs> Uh, except The Shining, because I like The Shining, because oh, Kubrick's yeah. Yeah. amazing. But I hear The Witch is good. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to hear more about it, because I just hear people say it's good. So if somebody wants to type me a summary, so I can know what The Witch is about, but I don't have to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't watch scary movies, but I do read scary comic books, and guess what came out? Trade paperback number two of Harrow County. Yeah, From Colin St. Bunn. Louis writer, Colin Bunn. Yeah, same, yeah. It, number two came out. It's, yeah. it's good. It's really good. It is really good. I, uh, Tyler Cook's artwork is still mm-hmm. so great. Yeah, hopefully we can meet him someday. I uh, hear he's, he's hoping to uh, do some in-store visit at the Fantasy Shop, so hopefully that happens. Oh, he was there for comic book day. He already went? It's for comic book day. I missed it. Yeah. You didn't tell me? I told you the three months leading up to it. And up until then, I was like, yeah, calm down. Like he said, he's going to be a free comic book day. At no, you never told yes, me I this. Yes, I did. Didn't I? I'm not going to sure. argue about this right it's now not. on the podcast. <laughs> not in front of the kids. I will. I'm sure he'll be around more, though. Don't I got to send him an email. Um, I'm did. mad at you right now. You didn't tell me. I, I got, I'm sure you give a great. He, did you meet him? I've been him a couple times, yeah. Yeah. We gotta talk to him. Anyway, that's that's our story, and we're sticking to it. <laughs> a few weeks ago, Adam and I went on the St. Jen Ghost Tour. By St. Jen, I mean St. Genevieve. They have lantern-guided tours in the evening, and then they have non-lantern tours, which is the one we went on, which was yeah. around 7 o'clock, because mm-hmm. the lights... The, the sun's not quite down yet. St. Jen is the oldest European settlement... That is like a permanent settlement. West of the Mississippi. West of the Mississippi? Yeah. Wow. Not just in Missouri, but west of the Mississippi. This just says in the state of Missouri. Yeah, St. John's old. It is old. Surprisingly, we don't see it that frequently in paranormal literature or television. Um, but there's a lot of history there. Yeah. And this, this tour goes through a lot of history. Uh, we were led through the town by Brittany and Tom. Adam, you're from the area? Yeah, I'm from the county just west of St. Genevieve County. Grown up there, and all my life, just St. Gen has been, oh, that's where the Catholic school's at. 
Well, that's where that's the school we face that beats us in scholar bowl academic team stuff. That's the school that. Oh man, what a bunch of dummies you are! I know. Well, that's since we were always just like, oh, St. Jen's. It's so far away. We've always we just encounter them in school stuff, and I've never, never, I haven't, I've only been in the actual town of it once in high school, and so going back was it was really cool. That was your second time second in St. Jen. Yeah. I've been to St. Jen more than you have. Yeah, I mean, I've been in St. Genevieve County a bit. But never in actually in the town of St. Genevieve. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, I've always heard that, you know, it's like in high school, we stayed at the Steiger House back when it was a bed and breakfast. Our drama club, we did a uh, murder mystery. And we'd always heard it was haunted. We've always heard that just parts of St. Genevieve are haunted. I mean, it's so old. I mean, it's right there next to Mississippi, so you got a river blasting through doing its thing. And um, do you know what St. Genevieve is built on? What do you mean? Do you want, like, what's underneath the town? Is it limestone? It's limestone. You're right. Is it? Yeah. Just north, north and to the west of St. Genevieve started St. Francis Mountain Range, which is the northernmost part of the Ozark Mountains. It's a lot of iron hills, iron deposits, and there's limestone all throughout, down south of there. Limestone is a geologic formation named for St. Jen, Missouri, where it is exposed and was first described. It is a thick-bedded limestone that overlies the St. Louis limestone. What does that mean? I don't know. Both are Mississippian age. Uh, it's an old age. St. Louis limestone is Merrimackian, and St. Oh, okay. Genevieve is the base of the Chesterian series. Don't oh, know what that means. How about that? So, on our tour with Brittany and Tom, uh, Brittany actually went to the same school as you. Yeah, I uh, found out she went to school with my little brother. Yeah, yeah, so familiar faces. So they led us through a lot of locations. We kind of went in a big square mm-hmm. around the town. Yeah. Apparently they do change their tour. This is their second year, and last year they did a totally different tour. So we saw, if you've already been on the tour, we may have seen a different tour than you. Yeah, they said um, they're changing up pretty soon again, too. Yeah. Brittany had a lot of information about uh, the history of the town. It's founded by West Canadians, has a lot of French, Creole, German, and even Spanish influence. And we're surprised that uh, we haven't heard more about the town of St. Jen before really, really at all before going on this tour. My friend Kate told us that story about her house in St. Jen, but other than that, not much. It yeah, it needs to get a lot more attention than it does. It's got a lot of potential, and it's a lot of... I mean, it was basically a wild west town uh, in Missouri. Not long after St. Jim, was, you, know, you got St. Charles up north. Those were like the two main ones. But it has had a lot of a lot of history, a lot of lawlessness, you know, that kind of deal. And it's got a lot of original structures. The whole town set up in downtown is the same as it was back then, so it's still... It's just, I mean, it's, it's a really nice town. It's really, um, it's right there in Missouri wine country. It's uh, Yeah, Zoe and I went to a, 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 a wedding just before, like, the tour. Not, like, just before, but a, a few weeks before. And we went to a winery that was actually on our tour. Yeah. Uh, we went to the St. Jen Winery on the tour, and Zoe and I had, had drinks there and didn't even know that it was haunted. Um, on the tour, they also take you to the cemetery, the... Lewis Bulldog House, which has some really cool... I would like to go back there during the day. Yeah. That tour. That would be awesome. They have a, a tour where you can go inside the house, um, which they mention on the ghost tour that, that people have had experiences while on the tour of 
it, and it's not even a haunted tour of the house. It's just a historic yeah. tour of the house, and people have had experiences. We went to the Southern Hotel, uh, the Anvil, the Steiger House, which Adam you'd heard of, uh-huh. and we went to the Autobahn. After the tour, Adam and Zoe and I walked over to the Anvil, and we'd heard on the tour that, well, they, they gave us a little history about a man named Hurt Hardy Jr., who was uh, not originally from the town of St. Genevieve. He came there and was attracted to the beautiful blonde woman that everybody else in the town was attracted to. And tragically, since she turned him down several times, he decided that if he couldn't have her, nobody could, and killed her and then was hung in the town. Um, And... Brittany said that it could be possible that Hurt Hardy Jr. is the man who haunts the anvil. Um, The people at the anvil, they don't say that, but they call the ghost Lester, and he supposedly has an attraction to women in the bar. It's it's still a bar. It has some strange clown decorations in it. Uh, It's got that old saloon-style wallpaper on it. Yes, uh, it looks like a saloon still. Supposedly, if you use the women's restroom, some women see a man in the mirror or feel an uneasy feeling. And while we were there, we talked to the owner. Well, a man that we we think was the owner. We didn't actually ask him, but an older gentleman was pretty nice. Um, he, He was kind of joking around with us about it being haunted. And as we were bringing it up, there were a few female bartenders that were on the other side of the bar and they were talking about it and we could hear them saying that they heard bumps and thuds and they just like every morning when they come in or uneasy day. being there yeah. didn't feel comfortable a lot of the time being alone yeah it sounded like it sounded like a lot of them were kind of freaked out by the, the spooky mm-hmm. stuff that went on there so that's really interesting and if you look online they do talk about the anvil in haunted saint jen forums but i mean there's not much going on online about saint jen so yeah it's it's a place i'm glad that they're starting this tour because more needs to be known about yeah. saint jen they need a lot more attention and you got bed and breakfast and everything out there you can stay at it's well worth the visit and you can make a weekend of it you can do ghost tours see the town see the mississippi and the wineries and the wineries yeah yeah but we'll take you guys to an interview we had with tom and Brittany where the majority of this interview, they're talking about the cemetery, so yeah. you can learn a little bit about the cemetery. Which, for me, that was my favorite part. I would love to spend more time in the cemetery. Yeah, there are a lot of awesome. described, like, full-body apparitions yeah. seen in the cemetery. Supposedly, there's a lady in white that walks from one grave at the bottom of the hill up to another grave at the top of the hill. The doctor's grave, yeah possibly could have been the doctor's wife whose house is right across from the cemetery. Some people say that you see three little girls, a man in period piece clothing. One man reported that he was trying to walk out of the cemetery and he kept seeing a man following him out of the cemetery. And he was kind of spooked by this. Yeah, rightfully so. But Tom and Brittany will tell us a, a little bit more about the cemetery. You said you've been to a few investigations? Yeah, we did. Me and a friend of mine, we had started this company last year. We had a chance to do some investigations. We did, like we said, at the Steiger House and then Autobahns here. We did 
had a chance to get into the cemetery a couple times at night last year. And uh, that's where we got some of the good EVPs. Cool. Because uh, I've done some on my own up there, and that's really not a good thing to do. But we do have some experience in paranormal with being able to cleanse ourselves and get rid of the spirits that have followed you home. We did have something at our house, and our house is sealed. So I don't have to worry about anything bad coming in. It's usually a good spirit wants to come in, mess around, you know, hide your keys for you, make life hard. Yeah. Um, How long was that, the spirit? Uh, we recently got rid of him. We had one. Was when I started up the tours again this year, I went up to the cemetery and I was looking around. And uh, I, I could feel somebody come home with me. Normally when I leave, I'd say, I'll look in the car and i say, everybody's got to get out. You know, only I'm going home, you can't go with me. It's just something I do, and I didn't do it that day. And they were there for about two or three months before we could finally get them out. Oh, wow. What did you have to do? Uh, we saged, and then uh, we said some prayers as we saged. And we told them they had to move on. You know, they weren't welcome. And then the next couple of days, it started feeling better, and uh, we haven't felt the presence anymore. So. Okay. Did you do any, like, investigations before the tours? Not too much. I was interested in it, but as we started up this company, I got more into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to do more investigations and see what kind of trouble we can stir up. Yeah. For both of you guys, what got you interested in the paranormal? I've always been interested in it. We've, I've had personal experiences myself. Um, at one time, that what prompted our house to be sealed is there's a spirit in there that was attacking my daughter. Uh, I'm not going to go in too much because it's it's a personal experience for her, and I don't want to, you know. But uh, that's how we met some uh, friends of ours. That One friend of ours, he's an American Indian shaman, very powerful man, and he came in, and he's able to help seal our house and get it cleared. And I've done other investigations with him clearing houses and that, and it's very impressive. Yeah, that's cool. I've, n- I've never done anything like that or really known what that takes. So. Uh, we're, we're, I'm planning on doing some this year if I can. Uh, right now I'm working a lot of hours along with doing oh, yeah. the tours, so it's kind of hard to plan things. But we're going to be opening up uh, some investigations, have uh, the paying public come and experience if you've never done it, like we did at the Steiger House. Those people never done an investigation and is able to experience things firsthand. Cool. Great. Uh, if... Somebody would buy it and open it up as a bed and breakfast again. We'd love to do that again. Yeah. It's a great location. Yeah. Uh, what has you interested in the paranormal? So I've, I've <laughs> never had a personal experience, but I've heard a lot of my family has, my mom has, and uh, my boyfriend especially is super into it. I'm honestly more into the tours for the fact that I... I grew up here, so I just I want to bring more awareness to our town and more awareness to these local historic houses that don't get a lot of funding, That the ones that aren't nationally registered. We have a lot of really neat things going on that people don't know about if you're not from here. And I kind of wanted to get involved with the tours um, as a tour guide because I was actively involved in drama, and that's what I majored in in college. So speaking in front of people is kind of what I enjoy doing. And I wanted to get involved basically just to a creative way to tell history that's going to appeal to people that aren't really into history and just get awareness out here and maybe get some business drummed up so that we can preserve these houses for very long to come because history is, I'm very passionate about keeping the history that we have. Yeah. 
Cool to know. What's your uh, favorite place in the city to either uh, for paranormal reasons or? Well, I mean, I think it works for both ways, actually. My favorite place is probably our cemetery. I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that it's in that good of shape and it's the oldest cemetery in Missouri. And um, it's very interesting to me that 5,000 people are in one block of land which even standing upright would be difficult to fit everybody in. So I can only imagine laying in a full, you know, plot. And then you, ju- you just start to think, like, who's here and what was their history? And we lost all of these documents, and who do we not even know about that's laying underneath our soil? And so during the day, just walking through and reading the tombstones that are still readable is what's really interesting to me. It's uh, last year I was able was able to get into the cemetery at night, and I played. I was, did a, I played a character out there, and I was there all night. So I would have I'd almost continuously ex- experiences out there. I never really saw anything, but it'd be hot and muggy just like it is tonight. And then quite a few times I would just be enveloped in cold. And at times it was kind of nice because it'd be real muggy, <laughs> like just hey, great, thanks, <laughs> like portable AC. But a, a lot of people would come up there and they'd get pictures of, of certain things moving throughout the night. And uh, it's, it, like Brittany said, the history of just the cemetery itself is amazing. And the history of, of the town, it's, it's just so multifaceted. We're, we're still finding things out. Yeah. It, it's amazing. I'm, we could do this for years. And still not, not to cut you off, but we could probably produce an entire tour of the cemetery if... Um, yeah, they, they do uh, a spirit reunion uh, right before Halloween here, and they have people go up there, stand in front of certain graves, and... They're in period clothing, and they tell you the life. They tell they tell you how they lived. They completely take on this character, and they tell you how they lived, what they did, where they lived, and ultimately how they passed on, and now they're resting there. And uh, that's just another way to, you know, for funds for the graveyard and for the upkeep of it, because it does kind of go by the wayside, being that it's closed and uh, a lot of people don't visit it much. But a lot of the people buried there, their even their ancestors have passed on by now. So, so if you get a chance, come up this year and experience it. It's, it's really neat. Is there anything you guys want to say about the ghost tours? We're digging up new and uh, different information. We're going to try and uh, change the tour up sometime this summer. So it's not the same thing. So we have people come back. It's, it's something new. This tour that uh, this year Brittany put together, it's totally different than last year's. And uh, we'd love to have you guys come back again. Awesome. It's been great having you. And we would just like mm-hmm. to mention that a lot of these homes, like I stated, are going more and more unnoticed as the years pass. And I believe it's very important that we keep the history that we have um, part of our history that we're making. I believe that's a very important thing to do to keep to keep yourself grounded even. So we're, we're opening up these ghost tours to not only entertain and, you know, bring knowledge to people that may not be a part of it, but also to bring awareness to a lot of the really interesting homes that we have here that even if you're from Illinois, you may never have even heard of. So we'd love to have people from all over come out, um, and we're open. We're always open to questions and comments that can help improve or that you thought we did really well. Because we hope to keep this going for quite a while, uh, if nothing else, just to keep hammering the history into your heads. Thank you so much to Tom and Brittany of the Saint John Ghost Tours. 
Up next, we have an interview with Greg of the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult. Thank you so much to Greg and Dana. We'll give you a little more info about them after this interview. Enjoy! So, where are you guys from and, and where are you now? Uh, uh, my wife, Dana, and I are from Cincinnati, Ohio. We're in uh, Alton, Illinois right now at the American Ghost Conference. We've got the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult, and we're bringing people lots of haunted items and cursed objects and other, other artifacts of uh, paranormal interest and letting people handle things they probably shouldn't touch. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into something like this? Oh, gosh. Uh, we've been chasing monsters and mysteries and stuff for probably pretty close to two decades. And in that time, we've just kind of started to collect weird little things, little trinkets from different haunted places, or people would give us something that was, you know, they'd say, this thing moves on its own, or this thing's haunted, or I think this thing's cursed. And it wasn't until about three years ago that we were invited to give a lecture on a, a totally unrelated subject, how to get abducted by aliens. We'd done this experiment where we got one of our friends successfully abducted, and they gave us a booth uh, for the lecture, and we didn't have anything to display there. Uh, so we thought, oh, well, you know, we've got all this cool stuff that people don't normally get to see. It would be fun to bring it out and actually bring haunted objects to people and let them experience it, and they will make some skeptics into believers. And uh, it, it went over so well that we said, okay, let's expand on this. Let's make this a little bit bigger. And we've been doing it for about three years now. And now it's, it's just gotten crazy. People are constantly contacting us and saying, well, I've got something to display. And uh, we've got friends like uh, Cliff Berrickman from Finding Bigfoot like sends us an O-Rang Pendek cast from the expedition that he uh, sponsors. Uh, our friend uh, Patrick H.T. Doyle, who was on Ghost Mine, sends us like a piece of the haunted Crescent Mine in Oregon. And so all these people are like, oh, that's fun because it's a museum that goes to people and they don't have to travel. Like there's only... As far as I know, there's like, you know, there's the Warren's Museum, and it's really notoriously hard to get into anymore. And then there's uh, Zaffis Museum, and Zaffis Museum, uh, I think he's looking for a new home for it right now. And those are, those are in New England. And we're in the Midwest, so we're kind of in a centralized area where we can bring it to people who'd normally never have a chance to see stuff like this. Yeah. How do you get somebody abducted by aliens? I can't tell you all the details yet. <laughs> okay. But I can tell you it was scarily successful. And uh, this guy was really messed up afterwards. Um, really, like it was, so it was super success. Really scary. Uh, I was in the middle of a project we were doing, and uh, it—I mean, it was—it was so terrifying. He said, "If the rest of the project's going to be like this, I can't do it." And he <laughs> dropped out. And he dropped out. Actually, two people dropped out after that. Wow. And so. The fun part is I get to do it next. That's what we're working on now. We're yeah. going to see if I'll have a different experience because I've, I've always I've always wanted to see what an alien abduction was like. So we'll see if we can't go two for two. Yeah. When do we find out? Like when? We're I mean, working, I know you have to wait, but... <laughs> we're working on... We've got all the raw footage from the first uh, event, and I think people are going to be really scared and wigged out when they see it. We, we show it at lectures every once in a while. Um, but we're, we're hoping that the full experiment will be out. I would really like to get it out by the end of the year. That's so awesome. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the big thing on our podcast is that, I, like, he's really into this, and I'm really into it, but I'm also terrified. So how are you not? 
I, I feel like I should start asking more people this. This is the first time I haven't asked because okay. I don't want to be scared, but I'm so scared. Be honest. You kind of like doing it because it scares you. A little bit, but yeah. then I, I like, I cut our stuff short. I get too scared, really? so I don't want to do that. It's been like a couple times. We've been out doing something, and she's just like, "We gotta go now. Let's just get out yeah. of here. I can't take this." <laughs> like, oh, how long yeah. have you guys been doing it? Started? We just started seven months ago. Oh man, it, it's, it'll, it'll go away. It'll okay. go away. You'll get more comfortable doing it. You know, if, the longer you do it, the more comfortable you're gonna get. And you're gonna go. You're gonna be places that other people are so terrified. And I promise you, this will happen. The longer you do it, you're gonna be in places that are absolutely terrifying, and you're gonna be like falling asleep. I promise. And you're going to go. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna look for bigger, weirder things yeah. that are going to be even scarier. And I know that, that me, like, part of the reason I want to get abducted by aliens is because I like that feeling of being terrified and going, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here. Because that doesn't happen as much as it used to anymore. Uh, and I, so I think I think part of people can say whatever they want. They can say, I do, I, I, I paranormal investigate to help people. I paranormal investigate for, for science or whatever. They can come up with whatever excuse they want, but the fact of the matter is they're doing it because it's fun. It is. It's thrilling, and people really like being scared. I I like enjoy the, it while you can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I like the uh, like watching it, but I haven't. I never would have investigated, except for the fact that I wanted to make a podcast. Really? Yeah, I would have just stayed and watched it on television, and oh, I always wanted to do right. something where where we were like. Teaching people and like making programming because we're both video people. Um, oh, okay. So I always wanted to make content that was something like Finding Bigfoot or Ghost Adventures. Well, not Ghost Adventures, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not gonna offend me. <laughs> Keep doing it. You'll get less. You'll get less scared. I, I okay. promise. And you're gonna you're gonna crave the days when you were scared. Mm-hmm. You will, and you keep looking for crazier, scarier things to do. Yeah. You do guys, since you guys are are you're, I mean. You've only been doing it seven months. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's awesome, and that's the kind of stuff that's compelling, and I like to watch. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw a show. There was a show called Ghost Stalkers that was on Destination America. It only They only did six episodes, which is a huge bummer. Um, a really, really good friend, and probably the most knowledgeable guy I know when it comes to weird stuff. His name's John E.L. Tenney. He's been investigating stuff for, I mean, I mean 30 years. Um, he paired up with a guy who was a super amateur uh, never really did any ghost stuff before. Uh, his name's Chad Lindbergh. He's been in, like, Supernatural. He's, he was an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, never done it before. And watching people who had done it forever compared to, against people who had never done it before was fascinating because they did it in such different ways. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, you guys should watch it and see... Yeah. You should see how Chad reacts. Ghost and Stalkers. See how ghost Stalkers. Okay. And uh, you might pick up a couple things that you might want to try. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're we're learning a lot, uh, and we also want to branch out into uh, cryptid. Like cryptids are what got me into oh, yeah. this kind cryptids of stuff. As I love paranormal got... stuff, but since I was like seven years old, I had a folder just research cryptids, everything. Oh, that's like my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, have you guys gone Bigfoot hunting? Not yet, Not yet, no. There's going to be, uh, well, the the Bigfoot Field Research Organization is going to be here in October. But I don't think we can, it's like three, $400. I don't think we can afford it. Uh, yeah, you, you, get, you guys can do, you guys can do, if you ever want pointers about anything. Okay. If you want stuff to try, yeah. Yeah. the weirder the better. I mean, seriously, the best advice I can give to anybody 
who's going to go looking for, for weird stuff, don't be afraid to look silly. Yeah. Because all of this stuff looks silly to the straights anyway. So yeah. be, as, be as crazy as possible, and you're going to find, like, the weird stuff. Like, one of the things that my wife Dana does, we were taught, well, she was taught, the Bigfoot language by a couple guys from Ohio by the name of Dallas and Wayne. Yeah. And they believe Bigfoot's interdimensional, and he pops in and out of portals and stuff. And the one guy honestly broke down in tears describing how he was choking in the woods one day, and Bigfoot gave him the Heimlich maneuver. Whoa. Dead serious. He was dead serious. I mean, it's, it was so funny, and we're like, we're never going to experience anything with these guys. Sun goes down. They teach Dana the Bigfoot language, something like "hea tia heya momo," uh, and and it's basically a greeting. She does this. Things start coming out of the woods at us, and we're in the middle of nowhere. So they responded, and now when we do that, when we go Bigfoot hunting, she'll do that. We'll we'll try strange stuff. We've even tried like like thought intention experiments. Yeah. We've done like the Gansfield experiment and tried to psychically communicate with Mothman or Bigfoot or whatever. The weirder you get, the more responses you're gonna get. Okay. Don't be afraid to be be weird. Yeah. Um have you ever like checked out or anything about the I've read about the frogmen? The Loveland Frogmen? Yeah. Uh, we wanted to look at... It's the funniest thing, because like, we're in Cincinnati. Yeah. We're, we're, like, literally 20 minutes away from Loveland. Right. We've, like, hung out at Loveland Castle. Uh, we've, we've asked people about the Loveland Frogman, but we've never really done any investigating around Cincinnati. I don't know why. It's just we're always on the road. We're always other places, so we've never really checked out our own hometown. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Um, I love the story of the Loveland Frog. Oh, they, it stood out to me the first time I ever read it. The fact that he smells like almonds, or like what well, the weirdest thing to me is the, the sparkler. Yeah, I was they have like a like a wand that shot wand. sparks. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that you you leave them books, right? Yeah, they, like in a field, like you leave them books or something. Really? And, Supposedly yeah. they'll they'll like read baked. them. Oh gosh! All right. Well, if you guys ever come out to Cincinnati, we'll go try it. Yeah, oh, awesome. we'll, go, we'll go on a frogman hunt. Oh, cool. that'd be awesome! That would be great. Yeah, you know, you can actually spend the night in Loveland Castle too. Really? Oh yeah, you can post up and like camp out in Loveland Castle, and then like go down yeah. to the river right, right next door. What was the first item? The first item. Um, we have a lot of stuff. Yeah. We only bring some of it out, and we're always rotating because we see a lot of the same people at conventions, so we don't want them to get like burned out. But one of the items that we don't we don't really bring out anymore uh, is actually from one of the very first ghost hunts I ever went on. I was probably 12, 13 years old. And uh, this is actually a really weird story. You guys are going to like this because it kind of blends things together. Uh, it's kind of a ghost story. This place is in the middle of nowhere, uh, Barkley Cemetery. It's an old mining cemetery way up in the mountains. And the way that I got started ghost hunting was my friends and I watched too much Buffy. We watched way too much uh, uh, X-Files and world's scariest places. And it was right about the time that uh, the Blair Witch came out. So we had one of our most gullible friends, and we said, we're going to go on a vampire hunt. And everybody came over to my house, and I lived kind of uh, like half a mile away from this cemetery in the middle of the woods. And unbeknownst to our gullible friend, we had some friends hiding in the cemetery. And they had, like, rigged stuff up with string, and there were, like, Blair Witch signs, like, <laughs> everywhere. And we scared the living daylights out of this kid. It was the best thing ever. We had so much fun that we said, let's go find a really creepy cemetery and just hang out there see what happens. So we found Barkley. Old mining cemetery, way up in the mountains. Uh, the fog comes down at night. The tree cover leaves enough room for, like, the moon to come down and light it up. It's ex- right out of a movie. It's crazy. 
we're in this place in the middle of the night, coyotes howling in the distance, and we start to notice these big figures uh, just kind of moving around the background, kind of seem in the moonlight, look like, like humanoid figures. People are getting weird, we're seeing like think glowing eyes, can't tell what they are, and then they start throwing little bits of coal at us, little bits of coal being tossed at us in an, in an old mining cemetery. And there's nowhere to go. Like, we could get in the car, but it, it means middle of nowhere. There's nowhere to go for help if anything happens. And we're, like, seeing these ghosts the for, for the first time. We didn't even think these things were real. And getting hit with pieces of coal. And so, like, the first thing I ever collected was one of these pieces of coal. And I still have this thing in a little jar at home. This is where it gets weird, right? So this is the place where we, I did my first real ghost hunt. I went back last year. Uh weird serendipitous thing I met a friend of ours who was part of my original ghost hunting team and we were just kind of hanging out and he goes we weren't even supposed to be in the same town at the same time let's go let's go back to Barkley old time's sake let's go hit a bunch of the old spots we went to so we went to our favorite spots like called the Church of the Dan we went to East Ep Manor and then we went to Barkley Barkley was the grand finale so we get up there it takes forever to get up the mountain and we get into the cemetery it's as spooky as I remember it's, it's like blast from the past and all of a sudden, the coyotes start howling, and they're getting really aggressive and really close. So we said, okay, we've got we to back off. So we're walking back to the car, and we thought, hey, let's, let's mess with the coyotes, and let's do a Bigfoot call. So we did this Bigfoot call. Coyotes all shut up, and then some stuff started to rustle in the woods. And I was like, you have got to be shitting me. <laughs> and so I picked up a log, and I started doing some tree knocks. Something in the woods, miles from anywhere, picks up rocks and goes, and starts cracking them at us, intelligently, back at us. And then we do more Bigfoot calls, and we can actually see this figure come up out of the woods. And you know what it does? It starts to throw coal at us. All those years ago, it probably wasn't ghosts that got me into ghost hunting. Probably freaking Bigfoot all those years. And so, like, we're freaking out because we're coming to this realization. And then we realize that we're all facing one direction. All the noise is coming one direction. And my wife Dana makes this joke and she says, What if they're doing like the raptor thing in Jurassic Park (laughs) and they're distracting us? And as soon as she said that, something comes tearing out on two feet of the woods behind us. And we freaked out, jumped in the car, and sped away. So, moral of the story is, sometimes you can go looking for one thing and find another. But I think it's because they're all kind of part of the same thing. Wow. That's cool. That's like one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. Uh, it, it, It was incredible. Couldn't believe it. We want to thank Greg again for for doing that interview with us. We had a great time. Uh, we meant for it to be a 10-minute interview, and it turned into an almost 20-minute interview. Uh, and we had a great time the whole time. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he did. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to find them on Twitter, they are WeirdHQ. Uh, Greg is at Newkirk, N-U-E-K-E-R-K. And Dana is Weird Dana, Weird underscore Dana. Uh, they're also on Instagram and Facebook. You can find them. 
They post articles regularly about cryptids and paranormal, and we're really excited. Uh, they also have a website, and, and they have a whole database of all kinds of different experiments and uh, paranormal objects and investigations that they've done that they have an archive of things that you can just learn about all that they've done. It's squishy. Weird. Ectoplasm. <laughs> I just found some ectoplasm on my arm. I think it's soap, some kind of soap scum. I don't know. It's weird. It's in my journal now. <laughs> it's there forever. Scrapbook it. Yeah, so thank you, Dana and Greg. Ew. <laughs> thank you, Dana and Greg. Uh, thank you, Lynn, Luke, Alan, Sherry, Sarah, Rosemary, Ken. Timothy. Timothy. Everybody. I hope we didn't miss anybody. Everybody that we met yeah. at... The Haunted America Conference. Gosh, it was so much fun. Uh, special thanks to Troy Taylor for, for helping us out and uh, getting us there. And gosh, what a great time. Yeah. We're, we're so grateful and we can't wait for next year. We hope that you guys can come too. We're get after after that, Monstrosity's got uh, some big shoes to fill, but we're yeah. excited for Monstrosity too. And thank you to Tom and Brittany at the St. Jen Ghost Tours, uh, St. Genevieve Ghost Tours. You can find them at ticketer.com backslash St. Genevieve Ghost Tours. They're also on Facebook. Uh, They post weekly events about their tours. And... And soon they have a, a psychic coming to join them. Yeah. I think they, she Perfect. might... She might have uh, started already, but... That's another interesting element, and maybe one day we can go meet the psychic. And experience that. Yeah. Thank you to Zoe Sullivan for our artwork, and Joe Taylor from Kid Scientists for our music. You can find us on Google Music Play. Google Play? Google Play. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Hunter always said Google Play Music or something on his podcast, so now I always think it's something like that. Uh, Thanks, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Aaron, for real. Yeah. In addition to that sarcastic, thanks, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Find us on on Google Play, uh, SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. If you follow us both on, on Twitter or Instagram, I'm always at DJ Tinez. On Twitter, I'm at uh, Chief underscore McGreef. Oh, it's at DJ underscore Tinez. I want to make that. sure you guys get that one. Uh, yeah, you can you can find us on social media. We'd be happy to talk to you guys. Yeah. We also want you to email us, hauntedpodcasts at gmail.com. We need stories from you guys. We need to hear about haunted locations that you want us to see. Stories or questions. Like, if you want us to, like, find stuff out or, like, ask people or... Yeah, we've got uh, a question on our Facebook page right now. Sorry for the delay on answering that, listener. We got a little caught up in the podcast... Uh, a little caught up in the conference and uh, it slipped out of my mind. I'm really sorry about that, but uh, we do plan on answering your question soon. We've got to do some research. Since we're not investigators, uh, 
we want to make sure that we give the best answer possible. So if we are delayed in answering any of your questions, that's why. Uh, but we want to hear from you. Not just we want to, we need to hear from you. We can't do this without you guys. Yeah. Please uh, hit us up. Yeah, definitely international. That would be country, awesome. And you're like, well, what's America all about? What's Missouri? It's the heart. It's the middle of America. What's yeah. that all about? Ask us questions. Yeah, please, please. Or just uh, every once in a while, we get somebody that says, "Hey, I love your podcast," and that that feels good. We have it a couple of reviews uh, on iTunes. Let's see here. Let's read some of these reviews. So we've got eight ratings. Thank you, thank you. Those eight ratings. See here. First one's from Zoe, so that one counts. That one counts. <laughs> Zoe just yelled, hey, from the other room. Uh, second one's from me. It says, from Jenny, I love you all. Thank you for listening. Aww. I'm the best part. <laughs> what a good review. <laughs> no, it's the best podcast ever. I'm my favorite part. That's what it says. That's mean. <laughs> Heathen from hell. Thank you for leaving a review. Uh, Thank you, heathen from hell. (laughs) You enjoy uh, the More Candid Ghost Story podcast the most, and this one's quite entertaining. Thank you. Another one from Warrior1210, and another one from I Don't Care, that's your sister. That's such a funny funny name. Yeah, and, and uh, Warrior1210, you found out about us from uh, the Paranormal Activity Podcast from Aaron. Thanks again, Aaron, and uh, thank you, Warrior12 underscore 10, for, for listening. We're, we're so happy to hear, you, hear from you. And anybody else, I, we're happy to read these reviews on the podcast. Uh, yeah. We really appreciate them, even when the majority of them are from me and Zoe. <laughs> I appreciate my review. Thank you to those eight five-star reviewers. We can't wait to hear from everybody else. We know we've got we've got many more. We'd love to hear okay. from you all. And send us your ghost stories. I love hearing a good ghost story. Oh yeah, especially, especially I I'm pushing this because it just intrigues me. But especially if you're not from America. And you have you you're listening to this, and you have like a local story from where you're at, or even a, like a personal story for sure. Just please tell us. So cool, old Ex- ghosts. Expand our horizons, please. Yeah, I went to Italy once, but that's it. I just sat on a beach. Last time I was out of the country was in 2008. I went to Ireland. Some people haven't even been out of the country. I know. Share your share your foreign stories. We'll read them and we'll expand the horizons of everyone else in America. Thanks, guys. Thanks in advance. Yeah, because we know you'll pull through. We have faith in you. <laughs> Guilt tripping them into. <laughs> I have a couple of announcements. This episode's a. I'm editing this episode. Probably a couple weeks after we recorded it. I, I'm sorry about it being late. And I've got some bad news. Our next episode's most likely going to be a couple days late as well. But good news. For the next episode, we're going to have two special locations. We're going to be going to the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. And... We're going to have an East Coast correspondent from a friend of mine. And we've also got a special guest, an East Coast correspondent, 
a young man who will be going on his first trip to a paranormal location. He's going to be going to Gettysburg, and he's going to tell us about his experiences there. It should be a really exciting episode. Zoe and I will be heading a lot of this one and telling you about what's going on in Colorado at the Stanley Hotel. And while we're at it, I want to take back everything I said about not knowing if the Ghostbusters was going to be good, thinking it was going to be bad. You mean the reboot? I'm so sorry. It was amazing. Zoe and I saw it a couple days ago. It was so good. Oh my gosh. Not just, not just because as a movie about paranormal, like they, it was cool seeing like a film and they used, they used phrases like EVP and Faraday cage and ectoplasm. And like, that was just cool. Like to see something that you're interested in being talked about in in a modern, popular movie, in in a summer blockbuster, like it it was really awesome. And not only that, but it's feminist as fuck. We can't use that word. I mean, as heck. <laughs> it was it was so so good. And oh my gosh, Kate McKinnon has this scene. Do not. not. Only, I told you about Kate McKinnon before this. No, movie. I knew about Kate McKinnon. I knew about Kate McKinnon. She has Don't even always say been you amazing. told me. She's always been amazing, but she gets the scene in this movie that is the awesome action star scene where she's like slow-mo shooting up ghosts and it's just amazing. so cool. Oh it's my amazing. gosh. We walked out and we were blown away. That's anything else though? I mean I would like to add that I have not seen the first movie, and I don't care to see the first movie. It's not interesting to me, because I... Hey! Hey, it's not... Okay, not the subject matter. Growing up, I realized after a certain amount of time that I didn't like male-centered movies, and it was because I didn't feel like I could relate to them. So now, seeing this movie that is not a remake so much as a reboot of a movie that already exists... But from a more female perspective, without it's not even it, like it's from a female perspective. They're just ladies, and it's so cool. right. That yes, that is exactly what I mean, and that makes that makes me actually understand why action movies are interesting and appealing to people. I never got that before, and now Same I do. Same with Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, oh. Charlize Theron. Thank you for that. Mad Max. So it's good. all you, man. I mean, I do like Tom Hardy, but yeah. that's different. Anyway, go see it. I'm so sorry for any anything we said that might have deterred anyone from seeing Ghostbusters. I go didn't see say it. it. I didn't say anything hateful about it. I I'm did apologizing not. for me and Adam. <laughs> anyway, go see it. Everybody, go see it. We're going to go buy all the merchandise. I guess that's it. Yeah. Until next time. If you've got it. Haunt it. <laughs>